What, 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 pour another shot Now what, what, shit, I'm trying to take it to the spot It's almost Christmas, it's almost time, but before we get there, we have one order of business. LaKendra and myself need to review Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. My name is Jeff, this is Every Comedy Ever, and of course my co-host LaKendra is here with me. Hey, hey, hey. She teased on the last episode that this might be our shortest episode, because I feel like I just watched the same movie. Because we did. All right. So, let me tell you how much of, uh, how much we did, actually. Um, Jeff, so Home Alone 2 was released in November of 1992, which is two years after Home Alone 1. See what they did mm-hmm. there? Um, mm-hmm. Stars, the same people, Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, are our front people again. Uh, that's all I got to say about the movie. Okay, well, I have a few things to add. It also has a cameo by uh, Donald Trump, who's briefly in the film for less than a second. Uh, it also features t- uh, Daniel Snyder, or not Daniel Snyder, Rob Snyder, Schneider, the SNL guy. <laughs> he plays the bellhop, and you kept the wonderful Snyder, <laughs> Schneider, Schneider. Uh, it also features uh, the wonderful and amazing Tim Curry. Are you familiar with Tim Curry's work, Jeff? You keep putting me on the spot and keep calling these people amazing. You got some movies to watch. I do. So Tim Curry, Tim Curry plays the uh, hotel manager. I know I've seen him in other stuff. I have to look at, at his IMDb. I know who he okay. is. I just don't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know names of people. He played Pennywise in the made-for-TV version of It. He played the clown. Uh, he also played uh, the devil in Legend. And uh, his most iconic role was Rocker Hor- Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm not sure the character's Wars. name... He was in what? He was in Star Wars. As what? Apparently. Um, it's on his IMDb. Darth Sidious Chancellor. I don't know how to say that name. Oh, uh, he's like an extra. I don't think that I ever noticed. Phineas it and wasn't Ferb. Was this Phineas movie. and Ferb? Huh? Phineas and Ferb. You never saw Phineas and Ferb, Jeff? That's, that's not for me. Okay. No. As someone who loves Tim Curry, no thanks. <laughs> Okay, but moving on. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. And being in New York is about the only new thing here, with the exception of the amazing and wonderful Tim Curry. And the pigeon lady. Who? The pigeon lady. Well, uh, that's the same character, just a worse version of old man Carruthers slash Marley. Oh my God, it's so, you're right. <laughs> it's the same character. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Carry on. Okay, so we open up in the same way. I'm just going to go full irate for this movie. We open up at the same scene. They're in the house. Everybody's going crazy. Kevin's entire family is there. This, I, I believe this is taking place one year later, right? They yeah. talked about it happened last year that we accidentally left Kevin. We're not going to let that happen again. This is point A problem with the movie. Parents who leave their kid if nothing else, I'm going to duct tape Kevin McAllister to my chest and he's going on that damn plane. 
You would think anyway. <sighs> so the the so Kevin <laughs> Kevin has the Talk Boy, which is this little cassette recorder where he can record things, and he had to get his stuff packed, and I think he needed to grab his toothbrush, but Uncle Frank, annoying Uncle Frank, was in the shower, and <laughs> Uncle Frank, Kevin says that Uncle Frank told him that he should never see him in the shower, otherwise he'll never be a man, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, something problematic. So he goes to get his toothbrush, and Uncle Frank is singing, so Kevin records Uncle Frank with the talk boy. And Uncle Frank sees him, says, get out of here, you little pervert, you know, and that scene comes in later as a for Uncle other Frank reasons. is still just really rude. He's like there's a scene where Uncle Frank's on the plane and he's like, Ooh, these are real crystal. Put them in your purse. Put them in your purse, he's telling his wife. <laughs> he tries to steal stuff. And then like when they realize that they forgot Kevin a second time, he's like, If it makes you feel any better, I think I forgot my razors. Yeah. Shut up, Uncle Frank. Seriously, Uncle Frank. Why is Uncle Frank back on the trip? Okay, so exactly. And Fuller's back and drinking Pepsi. Uh, so they, I can't remember what happens this time. Uh, why does Kevin get in trouble? Um, so they're running through, you mean when he gets left behind? or Because he doesn't really get no, in trouble this time. why they put him back in the attic. <clears throat> That's the other thing. If you're going to, why are you going to put well, him in the back. same room you forgot him in two years right. in a row? I think that's just like where they put the younger kids. I think it's just like the luck of the draw that him and Fuller end up in the attic. Well, Fuller doesn't end up in the attic. (sighs) Why are we going through this, Jeff? (laughs) Okay, so they, of course, sleep in because the dad accidentally unplugs the alarm clock. They wake up and go, we did it again. Well, Kendra, we're doing this movie again. Yeah, no, you're doing this movie again. I'm just listening. All right, so um, what happens? They get left. Uh, no, they actually, <laughs> Kevin actually gets out of bed and they make progress as a family. I guess that's all you can hope for. They make progress yeah. as a family. They actually get Kevin to the airport. Now, Kevin complains because he doesn't want to go to Florida for Christmas. And as someone who enjoys cold weather and also lives in Florida, I can sympathize with this, Kevin. Florida, for Christmas, isn't the best. It's nice weather, but it's never cold Christmas Day. No snow. You never need hot chocolate and warm fuzzies because it's 72 and muggy out. We'll have on flip-flops. It'll be butt cold the day before and the day after, but on Christmas Day, it's just going to be nasty. So I'm with you, Kevin. Uh, so he ends up with his dad's bag, which has all the money in it uh, and credit cards. And they get separated. And, and Kevin follows who he thinks is his dad onto a plane that is headed for New York. This is why we have such strict TSA rules today. I think it's because. Oh, that's the other thing we forgot to mention. <laughs> like, this would never happen today, right? Never Because he gets today. onto a plane that he doesn't have a boarding pass for. And yes, the lady drops all the boarding passes and instead of doing the right thing and picking them up and making sure that everybody is accounted for, they're just, yeah, just let him on the plane. If he says his parents, if this kid says he's supposed to be mm-hmm. here, then he, he must, he, of course, let him on the plane. That's what they did. Yeah. And maybe that would have been okay back in the day before 9-11, but Possibly. not today. Uh, so they get on the plane. 
Kevin looks around and notices that he doesn't see anybody of, of his family, any of his brothers or sisters or cousins or nieces or nephew or four peeing on the seat in the back. He doesn't see anybody. So parents are on another plane to Florida. He's headed to New York. But Kevin doesn't see his family, but he's still not alarmed. Like he just sits back and he see in his seat and he's like, oh, oh well. Yeah. And he shrugs, throws his headphones on. And then, of course, they make an announcement. This is a nonstop flight to New York, but he's got his headphones on. Right. Right. So the family doesn't realize he's gone till they land and are at baggage claim. And so his bag is in Florida, Kevin's bag. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have anything other than his dad bag filled with money and credit cards. He sees on TV that the Plaza Hotel is the place to stay. So he goes to the Plaza Hotel, Kevin does, in New York, realizing that he left his family. And he's all excited again because he's learned no lesson. He's, <laughs> woohoo! Ah! Ah! And then who shows up? Okay, so, okay, this is the other thing. Yeah! So, who else... Of all the places to be, who else breaks out of jail and ends up in New York City at the same time as Kevin McAllister? But the Sticky Bandits, formerly the Wet Bandits, Harry and Marv. So they're going to pull a caper to break into this toy store that you later find out uh, gives a ton of money for Christmas to the children's hospital. Kevin finds this out and he's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And he, Kevin even gives some of his own money. Yeah. And so he actually finds out when he runs into Harry and Marv again, uh, that they are going to be robbing this store. Now there's a couple times where Kevin does things that are very clever. Like he's got, so the first time he sees them, he screams, which is what you do, right? You're a kid, two strangers, you scream. Everybody's like, what the hell's going on here? And then he runs off when he should have probably just grabbed someone and said, I don't know these two. They're trying to hurt me. But he's a kid. We'll excuse it. Kevin, I'm losing my mind here. Kevin finds out that they're going to rob this store store where all the money's going to go to charity. And Kevin uh, finds, you know, so he meets the pigeon lady who we talked about before, who at Mm -hmm. first he's super scared of, but then realizes, like Marley, that, oh, this is actually a very kind and sweet person. And they both teach each other life lessons. Sound familiar? Same movie. Yo, I mean, honestly, honestly, this movie doesn't even need a summary. What I want everybody to do is just go and listen to the podcast that we did two weeks ago. Apply it to Home Alone 2. The setting is New York City. Same movie. Same movie so the exception would be tim curry tim curry plays the manager of this hotel the plaza and he suspects things right away as a smart person would seeing a little kid check into the motel on their own correct uh there's some shenanigans that take place he goes in the room um kevin well it's it's kind of later in the film there's one point where he uses that tape he did of uncle Frank in the shower and startles, uh, Tim Curry away. Tim Curry comes back with other people and he plays the audio from angels with filthier souls. So not only we have the same scene again, 
right? The same scene where he even lip syncs the words, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Now, the one thing I will say is like when, um, when Tim Curry and the hotel staff were introduced, they were introduced in a very villainy type of way to where mm-hmm. I think, you know, it gives the impression that they too are out to get Kevin for whatever reason. And I honestly thought as I was watching this movie, because I know I've seen this once before, but it was only once before for obvious reasons, um, that uh, it, you would think that they knew him from something previous, or maybe they had a mistaken identity or something like that, but they were just really upset to see him. And there were no mm-hmm. questions as to why this kid was here with his dad's credit card and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Just the, the way that the, the hotel characters were introduced just was a, a little bit off for me. Uh-huh. Well, there, and we'll get to one of the scenes I actually do like uh, with Tim Curry uh, later on. But um, so basically the lesson he learns from Pigeon Lady is to offset his bad deeds, he should do a good deed. And that good deed is to protect the money from these two robbers being taken from the store. So he goes to his uncle's house who also lives in New York, uh, which is being renovated. So there's no floors in some of it. It's a very, it's already dangerous. Um, so he goes and he rigs it up just like he did his own house. But this time Kevin is not content with maiming them. The contraptions he puts in place are meant to kill. <laughs> Have you noticed this? Just the ramp up here. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, he was really out to get them this time. He lobs bricks at these two. Yeah. From like the third story floor. He electrocutes them. He, he blows up Marv's head or Harry's head. It blows it up. He tries to murder them. It's great. Um, I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. Let's get to one more scene. So... His parents find out that his that Kevin used a credit card in New York at the Plaza Hotel. So they go to the Plaza Hotel and ask the manager, "Have you? why did you let this happen? Da, 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 da. Tim Curry gets a smart mouth and says something. And Kevin's mom slaps the taste out of Tim Curry's mm-hmm. mouth. Tim Curry tears up. I just, yes, man. And it's so funny and greatly done. Uh... Tim Curry's awesome. Have you noticed that I like Tim Curry? You like Tim Curry. Uh, Tim Curry's great. Uh, I like curry chicken. They (laughs) find... Isn't it chicken curry? And you mix the chicken Uh, with the... Curry goat. Curry goat. Anyway, so they... um, uh, What happens here? All right. So mom finds Kevin at the Christmas tree. Just like in the last movie, Kevin pretends to be kind of mad, but then he smiles and hugs her. Then they go back to the hotel where there's a ton of presents from Duncan, the guy who owns the store, because he realizes that Kevin left a note saying that he saved the money for the kids. Sorry about the window. Uh, that There's a window he broke. I forgot to add that in. I apologize in advance to everyone listening for this episode. Um, No apologies for me, folks. It's the same movie. It's the same movie. Uh, okay. So there was there was one one part of the movie that I thought was really sweet because there was a, a sweet part for me in Home Alone 1. So in Home Alone 2, the sweet part of the movie was when Kevin goes into the toy store, he makes his purchases, 
And unbeknownst to him, he's talking to the store owner at the time. And he makes the donation to the the charity, as Jeff mentioned. And um, the store owner tells Kevin, you know, since you made this uh, contribution, you get to pick an ornament off the tree. And so Kevin picks the two turtle doves. And so the guy says, you keep one and then you give one to somebody else. And you and that person will be best friends forever as long as you have these, you know, you each have your turtle, turtle doves. Um, and I thought that was very sweet. And um, towards the end of the movie, um, after the family comes back um, and everybody's around the Christmas tree opening the gifts from uh, Mr. Duncan, Kevin, in like 0.3 seconds, changes out of his pajamas into his clothes, full winter um, outerwear and everything. He runs to where the pigeon lady is and he gives her one of the turtle doves. And, you know, has this really, you know, sweet connect connecting moment with her before um, the, the movie ends. That was my sweet mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. If only it didn't happen in the it. last movie, it would have been more powerful. Yep. I agree. So, um. How's this movie end? Oh, yeah. His dad finds the, uh. So, the Buzz. Movie. Okay. So, there is one other funny part. So, Buzz. So they get up in the morning and there's all these presents after all the shenanigans that are donated by Mr. Duncan, who runs the toy store. And Buzz stops everyone and gives a speech that Kevin, it's it's because of Kevin we have this stuff. And Kevin deserves to be the first one to open these presents. And so he throws in the first one and he goes, all right, enough with this, uh, what's he say, sappy stuff. Let's open the presents. <laughs> anyway. Uh, they run up a uh, Kevin runs up like a a bill of uh, room service. His room dad service finds him. out, and he yells at Kevin. That's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. Hey man, I want to give this movie a three. I'm giving it a two. It doesn't. It doesn't even justify its existence. Yeah, I think a three was me being really nice. And I think the problem is, is I watched it immediately after rewatching the first one. That is it. You're right. Because if you watch it two years later, you might not be as, you know, aware. I remember being in the theater and I saw the trailer for it. And it was the Statue of Liberty doing the Kevin McAllister face mm-hmm. scream where he puts his hands mm-hmm. against his face. I remember being in a packed theater watching this with other kids. And when did you say it came out? 92? I would have been 12. Mm-hmm. Rolling. Loved it. But it had been years since I saw the first one. As an adult now, having watched it back to back, I'm like, it's yeah, the same movie. It's the same movie. It has an age well. All right, so this gets a what? A two and a half? Yep. Well, it's up to you if you decide to watch it. And I think we've... <laughs> you know, I wonder if Home Alone 3 is more different. Hey, I'll never guys, find um, out. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what Home Alone 3 is about if you watched it. I'm not going to yeah. watch it either. Yeah, never going to happen. So I want to wish uh, you and yours a Merry Christmas. So let's not leave on a sour note. LaKendra, do you have a Christmas movie you watch every year? A Christmas? No, I don't have a Christmas movie that I watch every year. But um, there is a movie that if I do decide to watch it for Christmas, it warms my heart because... It was the last movie that I went to the movie theaters to see with my grandmother before she passed. We went mm-hmm. to see Waiting to Exhale on Christmas Day, um, the year it came out. And I probably should not have been watching Waiting to Exhale at that age. <laughs> How old were like, you have been? I think I was like 
either I was in eighth or ninth grade. I was too young for Waiting Exhale at that time. But it was Whitney Houston. It was a whole bunch of, you know, great actresses, Angela Bassett. And it's a phenomenal movie. It's still one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, not a really a Christmas movie, but it came out um, around Christmas time. So it's just a, one of those movies that bring back happy Christmas memories. That, so Absolutely. That's a good answer. Uh, my answer is not as good, but it is a movie I do watch pretty much every year. It's The Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, oh, the Muppets. I, I love The Muppet Christmas Carol. It's uh, Michael Caine as Scrooge is brilliant. Um, it's great. And I think next year I want to do Scrooged, the Bill Murray. Mm. Um, have you seen this? No, but I like not. Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray's in it and uh, it's it's a retelling of Scrooge. Uh, it's quite good. Uh, so uh, one year's time, we'll review Scrooged. Um, but until then, have a, a Merry Christmas. Enjoy Merry Christmas, your enjoy your favorite movie, Christmas movie. Um, and then we'll be back on the 30th with another episode of Every Comedy Ever. Nice. I guess I should. Bye, y'all. I, well, I could say bye or I could say that our music is brought to you by Sir Flame. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Set It On Flame. You can follow the show on Twitter at Every Comedy Ever. That's it for us. LaKendra, say bye. Bye. What, 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 what? Pour another shot. Now what, what? Shit, I'm trying to take you to the spot. Yeah, turn up a control. Get up to the telly. Turn up a control.